You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. <laughs> Have you ever lost sleep because of a bad breakup? <laughs> Don't leave me. Have you ever got so confused about what you want to do with your life and your career? <laughs> I know I have. But don't worry about it. Everybody goes through that, including celebrities. This is That 20s Show. All right, welcome back to That 20s Show with me, Kianu Azman. Thank you for still listening to my podcast, even though you all are probably really sad. You're like, yo, are there people are just like me? Uh, why? Uh, we're trying to get out of this hellhole and all that. But it's okay. The reason why this show exists is because we need to relate to one another to survive in this decade of being in our 20s, right? Today, I have, I would call him the Malaysian Ariana Grande. But the more he sings, the more I'm confused. Like, should I? Claim the Malaysian Ariana Grande or the Malaysian Mariah Carey or the Malaysian Bruno Mars because he can just switch his voice like top, 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 top according to the song, okay? If you have heard his stuff before, you would know that what I'm saying is not an exaggeration. I've got Clinton Jerome Chua in the house. Hi, Clinton. Hi, hello, hello. Accurate, not my definition of Clinton Jerome. Just you now. you flatter me too much. Thank you, thank you. I think every time I interview Clinton, my intro is always the same. Ariana Grande, <laughs> like this and that. But just to note, uh, Clinton has actually met Ariana Grande in person and sang to her, right? Yeah, yeah. My God. Let's just kick things off with asking you, how was that like? Did you cry after meeting her? I cried. I, I couldn't <gasps> believe it. I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was just too excited. Yeah. For how long? Actually, just a day. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounded like it's uh, one whole year. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh, 24 hours. Open, yeah. 24 hours. Like, I was just stunned. I was very shocked. <laughs> I'm sure. And when you saw her, do, do you get like anxiety? Like, oh my God, am I supposed to go and like, can I yeah. talk or not? Yeah, definitely. I, I was wondering, like okay am, am I allowed to speak to her breathe her air look her in the eye <laughs> am I allowed am I gonna get sued <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that's me if I meet Ryan Seacrest which has not happened yet lah, manifesting know? that for you Ken. thank you so much Clinton thank you so much so let's jump right into it right now you know yeah. how old are you now I am turning 28 in September Okay, that means you have endured the past eight years of being in this decade already. Oh, yeah. What is the simplest way to describe your eight years of being in your 20s? The simplest way that I can describe eight years in my 20s. Ooh, that's a very good one. There's nothing simple about it at all. (laughs) Um, Mm. But I think one way that I can describe it would be it is... A race, if that makes sense. I think because for me personally, I don't know about, you know, other cultures, but I think maybe Asian culture in general, we're very educated and fixated on how, you know, we have to achieve a certain certain aspects in our lives yeah. at a certain age and a certain point. Like you have to get your education sorted out in this point. You have to get like, you know, a job and this and that and this and by this age and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know. I, I see it as it's been like a race, a, a journey where time is ticking. So I guess that's like the best way that I can describe it. <laughs> Like you've just been on a constant treadmill Yeah Every day huh? Constant treadmill What was like the easiest part of your 20s so far? Was there an age, a, a specific year that you felt Oh my god, surprisingly this year It felt like a frat party year, you know Like, you know, just partying <laughs> and Enjoying life No personal issues whatsoever Do you ever encounter that? I think at one point I would say this was after a year of me doing music full time okay. This was pre-COVID uh-huh. um, Better days Better days Better <laughs> days My gosh um, Yeah, better days um, I was doing music full time Immediately after I left my full time job Right And things were already more balanced and stable Like I was securing gigs here and there And I was uh, sort of like uh, lending, <laughs> lending, lending things here and there That have helped me a lot yeah. um, I'd say In terms of like financial And like, you know, my mm-hmm. mental state so I would 
say like the year after I started full time. I think that would be around like 2019. Oh, quite recent. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, 2019. That was when okay, everything's stable. Like I can breathe. Like I can. Pay yeah. What's rent? your definition <laughs> of stable? Is it like financial stability, mental stability? Hmm, a little bit of both I think because like For mental stability Because I was at a point Where okay I get to do what I love I get to yeah. do what I want I get to release music So I'm at peace with myself And accepting myself Great um, And also know. Like you know I can pay the rent <laughs> Yes that's the best part If you're still not In your 20th yet If you're not an adult yet You will not relate lah But if you are Then you would know that Financial freedom is so good It's know? so good guys It's so hard to get But it's so good Once you got it already so right So whoever's listening If you're li- living with your parents Count your blessings Oh my sweetie. god Count your blessings Count yes. your blessings okay <laughs> <laughs> so at that point You started feeling Like you You got a breather already yeah. For a while You know Yeah. People always say that Your 20s It's like basically A roller coaster, right And there are different Stages of your 20s It starts off being like Oh my god yes I'm an adult now I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. And then the mid 20s Is when the real stuff The real as IT <laughs> kicks in You know And you think like Oh my god I've got serious issues And all that And like How come two years ago I was fine how come last year I was fine? Yeah. Suddenly now, like, all sorts of things that I never knew I had, like, versions of other people that I saw and never thought I'd become, mm-hmm. I'm like that now. Mm. You know, did Clinton Jerome ever go through a period where you just did not know yourself anymore? Ooh, that's a good one. Y'all really trying it here, huh? <laughs> Ooh, Dr. Phil is shaking. You see, this is why I call him the uh, Malaysian Ariana Grande. He's always like, you know, the mood is always, mm, mm. <laughs> Even if it's a serious question, like, tell me. How are you feeling? <laughs> oh, he really wants to know. Girl, this is the tea. <laughs> Imagine if you're on Dr. Phil or Oprah. Oprah. Oh. Oprah's asking you, Clinton Jerome, how is it like being the Clinton Jerome? Oh, Oprah wants to know all about me. Oh, girl, girl, wait for it, girl. <laughs> were you silenced or were you silenced? <laughs> silenced. I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> um. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> yes, Clinton. Okay, um, what was the question again? <laughs> Have you ever lost yourself along the way in your 20s? Oh, for sure. Um, especially when I was starting out, um, entering my 20s. Because I think when we grow... Okay, to those of you who are listening, if you're like under the age of 20, like don't rush it. You know, yeah. I know how it feels like, like I can't wait to be an adult. And yes. I can't wait to have, like, you know, all my responsibilities and all that sorted out for myself. Sweetie. <laughs> listen to don't my vocal speak too fr- soon. <laughs> yeah, listen to my vocal fight, Sweetie. This is an ASMR for you, honey. Don't rush. Like, I was that kid who is like, I can't wait to leave the house. I can't wait to have my own apartment. I can't wait to have, you know, all this and that and this and that. I mean, it's good to have goals and set them and, you know, what you want to achieve at a certain age. But all that comes with consequences. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and all that comes with bearing responsibilities that sometimes we think we're ready for, but sometimes it just snakes up on you just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is on period. When do you realize that? You know, was there a point where like, oh my God, I I did not sign up for this in my 20s. I didn't expect it to be this difficult. Yeah, I think it really kicked in when I first moved to KL. Oh, oh yeah, you're from Kuching. Yeah, yeah. Miri Sarawak. Miri, sorry. Yeah, I I, I moved to KL in 2017 Mm -hmm. and I thought I had it, you know, like, okay, I'm going to land myself a job. I'm going to like, you know, gig in here and there. I'm going to make it, you know, for myself. Like the moment I land in Sunanjong, you know, but that was not the case, sweetie. Like, no, honey, no. (laughs) I think that point I kind of lost myself because the moment I got here, I didn't know where to start. So that was when I lost myself. That was Mm -hmm. when I was like, okay, what do I do now? And it was sort of like a black hole, so to speak. Really? Yeah. Where I couldn't get out of it. I was couch surfing on my friend's house, like for half a year, I think. I was couch surfing and I was like trying to land things here and there, like job wise and all that. And it worked for a little bit. 
until it didn't. And only after that period of time, I managed to land like, you know, like a legit job okay. that, that paid the bills and it was what I love to do. And yeah. um, I was passionate about it. And yeah, it was a period before that when I thought I had everything. You just never know what's going to happen in life, you know? Like yeah. one minute you're thinking like, oh, I have this. I ha- I got this. Yeah. But then the next thing, you know, life is like, surprise! Yeah, you thought. <laughs> I know, I know. It could just come in like a wrecking ball. Like, yeah. girl, you thought. You thought, you know, girl, you, you thought. thought. You thought, dot, dot, wrong. <laughs> you thought, <laughs> dot, dot, wrong. wrong. <laughs> but when you landed in KL that time, what was your dream? Did you immediately want to become a singer or was it like to find a full-time job first? My, wow, we're, we're pulling out the Oxford word here up. Presumptuously. Okay, presumptuously. Presumptuously. My initial plan was singer first. Okay. But my parents like, okay, you know, get your head out of the clouds for a while. Like, you still need to eat. Okay. So, realistically, realistically, job first. Right. Ideally was, of course, singer first. Yeah. But realistically, like, you know, let's 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 land a job first. Because, mm. honey, how are you going to pay for that studio time? How are you going to pay for <laughs> producers and stuff like that, you know? Right. So, okay. I had to be very calculative and plan it through and through. Lah, so, mm-hmm a job ideally was realistically was needed lah. and I think a lot of them can relate to this because especially now in this pandemic people are losing their jobs yeah. a lot of them who just graduated even from like overseas universities they come back they're like oh okay we're gonna start a job soon no job nothing and you went through that period as well you were couch surfing yeah. at your friends houses and all that yeah what were you thinking at that point do you think that you were a failure do you feel that about yourself I, mm, looking back now, um, oh, this was, I would say, a while ago. But When was this? Huh? Like 2017. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, when I got here. I, I didn't think that I was a failure because for me, if I felt like I was a failure, that would have meant I would have went back home. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like, I'm still here. So technically, I didn't think I failed. Okay. At that point, was I exhausted? Oh, hell yes. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? How can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, was I exhausted? Was I on the verge of giving up? Yes, but I only would have called myself a failure if I actually went back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then to answer your question, no, I didn't think I failed. But you constantly applied to like companies and all that. Yeah, I did. In that period. Yeah. At the end of the day, even though I was limited with my choices, I was still very picky about it. Okay. I knew what I wanted and I just had to go for it. You couldn't settle for less, I think. No, you not at all. You knew your worth, you knew what you could do. Yeah. It's not simply the case of like, ah, you know, you've got the job, just take lah, at least there's something. Yeah, and... yeah. At that time, my mindset was not that. <sighs> okay. Like, I didn't fly across the South China Sea to just settle <laughs> for some, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry job. Like, right, I mean, to each their right. own. If you feel that that job is what you want to do, then and it by means all you're means. happy, then go ahead. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Exactly. But I knew what I wanted. I'm not going to fly and leave my parents, you know, behind and my family and my friends and like the life I've lived behind just to settle for something less. Like, yeah. I think we all deserve what we want in Absolutely, life. Absolutely, Clinton. Absolutely. Yeah. And we all have traits of ourselves that we suddenly develop along the way in our 20s especially that we never knew, ah, I could be like this. Ah. And then you suddenly become these things. You have these traits that you're not very proud of. Mm. What are some things that you accidentally picked in your 20s? That I'm not proud of. Um, yeah. That you want to, like, once you're out of this decade, you hope to leave this behind. Ooh. Girl, we're really going in deep. Okay. <laughs> Well, we're keeping it PG, so... Okay, okay we're keeping it PG-12, PG-12. 12. Um, I Prime guess I would say... Okay, this is something that I would want to leave behind in my 20s like, when I enter, you know, my 30s. Yeah. It might sound so trivial to some, and it sounds like such a generic and basic thing, but you can only imagine how important it actually is. Okay. I would say a little bit more thrifty with my 
spendings and like it's so it's so cliche but like from a physical like outward standpoint i would say be a bit more how to say that what's the word for it economical yeah economical a bit economical with the lifestyle that i live okay and also you know we're not getting any younger um also maintaining a healthy lifestyle like i'm mm. not the healthiest guy on the planet guys like let's just that is the tea yeah. um yeah, but you'll get to a certain point whereby because I am a workaholic, yeah. I, I cannot sit down and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. I have to be on the go every single time. Mm. And sometimes that's a detriment to my health. Yeah. And um I'm gonna have to pay for it, you know, by the time I'm like fifty or sixty like that, yeah, you know. So that's something true. that I would wanna like, okay, let's pull it back for a moment. Uh and another thing is like being more economical because I'd say like there was a point in my life when I first got here and I think like I mentioned earlier on, a year after I made it as a singer, like, okay, I'm it's consistent. It's even more than I expected. Yeah. Like I'm booking gigs and shows yes. and festivals and stuff like that. Getting a lot of brand collaborations as you see on your social media <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So I've, honestly speaking, there was a point in my life I took that for granted. Like, mm. you know, like, oh, money is coming in. Like, you know, like brand deals and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know. And we feel like that money is never going to run out. Yeah, Until exactly. Spend, spend, spend. Like, oh my God, I worked so hard on these gigs. I got good money from them. Good money. And then gone. And then so gone. Fast. And then now I'm in a pandemic and then, you know, like no shows and gigs. Like, well, look at you now, Clint. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Know? What about like personal struggles that you wish you don't have to go through now in your 20s? Personal struggles uh, that I wish I didn't have yeah, to Yeah, any through. like inner inner battles. You know, we all have th- those inner demons in our heads. Yeah. Like for me, maybe it's like, you're not good enough, girl. you know, Ooh, things like that in love or in your career okay. or anything. Um, I personally am, am someone who is always, always, always so hard on myself. Mm. If I make a mistake, I'm not worried about what other people think about me. I'm worried about how I think about myself. Yes. Oh my god, I can relate so much. I hate that. We're the literally we are the worst critics. I'm yeah, exactly. Correct. Like if I make a mistake like in life in general mm. or whatever it is the other circumstance, I take in the good, you know, leave the bad from what other people's thoughts are about me, but I will be my worst critic. And I think this, which leads me to my next point, like mental health is so, is something that we really need to talk about. Yes. Um, I struggle with like, you know, anxiety, depression and like body dysmorphia. I'm not sure if a lot of people what know is what. that. So body dysmorphia, I'm not exactly sure how to explain it in full detail, but it's basically like when you look at yourself in the mirror, uh-huh. you nitpick every single thing that you don't like about yourself you you it's like a scab you just like peel and scratch and like you just nitpick like <gasps> oh my god like my arms my ears my eyes my whatever features that you can find you just nitpick about it like you don't see any good about yourself at all is that every time or just sometimes when it's bad most of the time yeah i'm so sorry going through that oh no then. worries but but it's good that we're learning about this because i have i've i probably have heard about it but i don't yeah. know what it means yeah and people go through that, you know? Yeah, people go through it. It's really serious. Um, And I always thought it was just me being insecure about myself. Like, oh, yeah. okay, like, okay, maybe if I just go to the gym and work a little harder, you know? Yeah. Um, But no, like, I can see that I've improved in my physique, but there yeah. is still always that thing inside my head that's telling me that, okay, I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be able to be attractive enough or appealing enough to okay. whoever is listening. If you're in my close friend stories, like, you you know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that whole mental battle, you know, body dysmorphia, I really want to leave that behind. And I've talked to a couple people about it. And then, you know, there are many ways to tackle it, you know, like get help and stuff like that. Um, But ultimately, it is something at some point you will be able to overcome with Naturally. Okay. According to them, but I'm not sure how. I mean, I think it's a constant struggle inside that I will have to face. But really, it's one of the things I really want to let go of. And you mentioned about anxiety as well, which I think... 
a lot of people, especially in our generation, it's like a virus that people don't see. Exactly. I look at it that way because the older generation, like our parents, for example, to them, like, there's no such thing as anxiety, you yeah. know? You're just worried about something. Like, what is it? Talk about it. But it's not that simple. Yeah. So if anyone listening right now, they are going through anxiety as well, you know, what are some of Clinton Jerome's ways of dealing with that? Do you have any ways that worked? You know, maybe your breathing techniques yeah. or any exercises that you can yeah. share with me and the listeners. The ones that I, well, that was a very good point you brought up. The ones that I do apply in my life and work for me is definitely breathing. Yeah, just take like, breathe in and count to three and exhale, count to three as well or longer if you have to or if you have the lung capacity for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another thing that works for me is that um okay let's 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 go back a few steps like what's the cause of anxiety for most of us like times are so different now compared to back then yes back then there's like no social media like no nothing like you won't look on a screen and you know compare yourself and like feel anxious you know with all these Mm. things you know and people can be trolls on the internet now compared to before so i think for me some of the things that has helped is of course breathing techniques and exercises um the second thing is i'm very into law of attraction Mm. I'm very into like manifesting. manifesting yeah and all that kind of stuff so what one thing that I can take away from that is list down no matter how many it may be one two three or twenty things that you are grateful for mm. like it can be as simple as I'm grateful that I'm alive and breathing today I'm grateful that my parents are still around I'm grateful that well even if your parents are not around condolences but like you know, I'm grateful that I have friends or or relatives around. Anything to still, be grateful about. Anything, huh? anything at all. Like I have my limbs. I have like you know this and that. Like it's so hard to sometimes cancel out the negativity and so hard to cancel out all that darkness that's going on in life itself. But when you overcome that with that level of gratitude of what is it that you're going through in your life, like yeah. even the simplest thing is like breathing today. Something we took for granted, right? We just felt like, yeah, everyone breathes. But once you get anxiety and your chest feels tight, yeah. Breathing like in and out, like that's just like I just drew like four seconds in, four seconds out, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And that can ease things up and you're like, oh, what a relief. Yeah. Which something we never really saw as something important once upon a time, you know. Yeah, I hope adults who are listening now who, you know, your kids might have anxiety and all that. I hope this could shed some light as well about anxiety. And it's real. It's something that we could only wish that would go away. But, you know, it's it's part and parcel of what this generation is, is has been exposed to, I personally believe as well. Like you said, yeah. social media and all that, It's these are all like anxiety triggers, 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 left, right and centre, right? I love that. I love that you're very raw with us and you told us about, you know, mental health and body dysmorphia, is it? Yeah. Something that I've only learned about today from Clinton Jerome and I hope you guys benefited from that as well. And um, now let's talk about your music, Clinton. All right. Your latest song, Ain't Nobody Else. Ain't Nobody Else. Ain't Nobody Else. Can you give us a bit of a teaser? Like a bit of a teaser? Ain't Nobody Else. I'm feeling so deep getting into me. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So... For the full song, go over to streaming platforms and YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> That's like an ad. This song, what is it about, Clinton? Ooh, girl. <laughs> so the T. Okay, so this song is is basically about love. Like you know, like ninety nine percent of all the songs in the world. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's basically um professing your love to someone and you know expressing it no matter what the form is. Okay. Like, you know, you do you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And yeah, it's basically about that. Yeah, professing your love to someone that's already in your life. Like, ain't nobody else that could love me the way you do or the way I love you. There you you go. Come on, Remix. (laughs) You're the only one, babe. Yes. And this song is already up on streaming platforms. It's been distributed all over already. Even internationally, people could listen to the song. Yes. 
Are you using any like, you know, uh, distribution platforms to help you boost your listenership? I am. I'm using SpinUp. SpinUp under Universal yeah. Music? Under Universal Music, yes. All right. Tell us a bit yeah. about this service. Okay, so this service allows me to sort of like, uh, not sort of, sorry. This service allows me to like just basically share my music globally. Okay. And um, it's been really helpful because like this service platform allows me to like sort of navigate like my analytics. Wow, look at me using big huh. words. Um, analytics? Wow, we're talking about like AI and all it, yeah. Uh, data analytics <laughs> data, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I know which countries are listening to, you know, like what people... Ooh, like so what detailed. Preference. Very detailed. Like I know how many streams I'm, you know, racking in. I know who's listening and I know like what works and what not. And the platform also allows me to sort of like create a profile where people get to know more about me and it's so easy to access. So yeah, guys. And it's affordable. Like to be honest, okay, here's the tea to all musicians right, out hear. there. Like, honey, I'm on a budget. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm on a budget. I'm forever going to be on a budget. Like until my gigs come back, then maybe I'll splurge a bit, but I'm still on a budget. But SpinUp has been really helpful because like the team has been really um, informative. They're really mm. upfront and honest with you. Okay. And budget wise, it really, really is affordable compared to, I'm not going to name drop names because <laughs> uh, I don't want to get sued. Uh, but it really is affordable compared to most distribution sites out there. All right. And um, yeah, they've been really helpful because um, usually like when you want to interact with like other distribution platforms there's always going to be like sort of a delay or like um, you might not know the full scale of what you're getting because for me as an artist like my music is my baby it's very important yeah man and um, Spin Up has been really generous and also helpful with the knowledge so yeah guys um, whoever's out there check out Spin Up there you go S-P-I-N-N-U-P dot com and on social media and all that I love their feet if you see their Instagram feed it's so symmetrical with the yeah, color scheme like correct. purplish greenish and all that you know I love it <laughs> Clinton it was wonderful having you here as always go check out his song Ain't Nobody Else that's not how it sounds like la. but then to know how it really we sounds like we love a remix <laughs> yes that's the Cardi B remix Ain't Nobody Else <laughs>